Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. Welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with my delightful friends, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. We have a gigantic show for you today. So much to cover. So much, actually. I'm not making this up. Charlotte emailed us and then texted me to the side. It's like, I can't believe this show we have tomorrow. How are we going to do it? I think she was freaking out. She was freaking out. I was like, calm down. It'll be just like Wednesday. Plus maybe four minutes of nonsense. But no, I was super excited. I think I, I think I wrote back to the email like I'm so psyched, and then I think I texted you. I'm so psyched, and I was like, <laughs> I am the Leslie Nope of sports media. I'm like, I just love sports <laughs> and I love talking about them. And it's like, okay. By the way, that's not a joke. Her agent, when he was pitching her, said she is the Leslie Nope of sports media. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, we'll give it a shot. Let's see what happens. Um, are you excited as well? As then Leslie that makes, Dave. That yeah. Yes, definitely. And I'm excited for <laughs> Leslie slash Charlotte because her Larry Bird, remember Larry Bird photo behind Leslie? Nope. Derek Carr is now um, Charlotte's, I guess, the image. I, I, I can't get my thought out. No, but anyway, I know. It's a lot. Derek, Derek, Derek Carr responding to Charlotte's uh, WWE interviews is, Wait, uh, is pretty fun stuff. When did that happen? Wait, is that what you were talking about? Yes. What are you talking about? I didn't see him respond. Where did he respond? Derek oh, Carr no. tweeted at you. What are you talking about in response to your WWE interview? Oh, oh no, I missed that. Wow, this is breaking news. On do the you need time? Sure. Do you need do like need, ten no, minutes? I'll, I'll you need go, to regroup. I'll go look after. I'll go. Look this after. is That's... so fake. This is so no, fake. Like what? Oh, Derek Carr tweeted at me. What you knew? I thought you just meant it was cool that Bray Wyatt like told me something about Derek Carr, and I was like, yeah, it was awesome. You interviewed Bray realize... Wyatt, also. Yeah. See, all right. So now this is really taking a turn. Now she was a hundred percent in, very excited about this podcast, and now she wants nothing more than to just get through the hours so she could check up on your. Uh, on your Derek Card situation. No, no, no. You guys come first. You're my, you're my, <laughs> my number ones. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nope. All right. Uh, here we go. Oh, we, so much. There really was. We had the, uh, we had the NBA draft lottery yesterday. We want to comment on Russell Westbrook's outfit. The uniformant is going to uh, pay us a visit, and Dave Damashek is going to go through Russ's outfit. Um, last well, Wednesday, we went over the Looney Tunes outfit. Uh, we'll go over NBA odds. NFL. Um, we're going to go long shot matchups for the Super Bowl. We have fantasy football drafts. The Mets have COVID. That's terrific. And we're going to have our best bets at the end of the podcast. And Charlotte and I need to rebound. Dave wants to keep his streak alive. So lots and lots to get to. Um, Lakers Blazers last night. Lousy game. Not what we expected out of the Blazers. The Lakers put the smackdown on them, but it really wasn't a, I, I don't know. You look at everyone, the, the individual player stats, and it wasn't what you'd expect. It was like a lethargic Blazers team in the first half. All the stars were out by the third quarter. Dame has like a dangling finger or something. I don't know. But um, Dave, what did you think of the game and the, of the Lakers back in? And I think they're favored now to win the West again. Yeah, that uh, that checks out with, I guess, what we've been talking about, not to pat ourselves on the back too much. I, I, I think you could kind of see that the Lakers were going to settle in here. And the practical issue for them is the departures 
even though they were half a year ago, I mean, it's reasonable to to give them a little bit of a break instead of all the hand-wringing about what's wrong with the lake. Well, they lost guys that were rotational members on the perimeter. Yeah. Maybe they're starting to find their legs a little bit. And, uh, you know, just in time. This thing's just getting underway, everybody. The the NBA right. playoffs are just getting rolling. And the number one seed to what should be to no one's surprise besides Chaz Barkley's, um, the Lakers are going to end up vanquishing the Blazers. Mm. I agree. I, I want to, before I get uh, too far into it, pour one out, uh, one pour one that we got from a free drink ticket at the uh, from the clerk at the sports book out for Brother Bri of Against All Odds. His big bet of the day yesterday was Anthony Davis over 31 and a half points. AD had 31 with three minutes left in the third quarter. And as is the case, see, Charlotte, this is why I don't want to pull you into gambling, but they took him out. And when they take you out, it's very, very difficult to score that extra half point. So he was stuck on 31. So it is. It's hard to score a half point in general. <laughs> yeah, I think. that's true. That's you know, true. but uh, <laughs> I didn't even I'm going to be honest. I didn't even watch the game. I didn't watch Lakers Blazers because yeah. I was going to turn it on. And then by the time I could have, I was like, this looks like it's bad. So, yeah, I just didn't watch it. Um, it, But it felt kind of I feel like there was a, a little bit of normalcy in having a game that's just like not great. Like every bubble game has been so March Madnessy and so mm-hmm. exciting that it's like, you know, I feel like I've been my resting heart rate has been higher because of sports. And it was kind of nice to have one where it's like, yeah, we had a we had a not great game yeah. and I just didn't watch it instead of like inject every single possible bit of sports into my veins. Right. And it, it, it as a fan, how much can we take? Right. We went from, you know, this is when you get hurt. We weren't like I, I mentioned this before. We didn't practice for this. We had March and April and May. We had a, a lot of nothing. And now it's just like the August madness that you just uh, like we, we could get hurt. Right. We need to totally. take a couple hours off, even if it's a marquee matchup. I agree with <clears> you. Can I say also that yeah. um, it, it's interesting. LeBron's uh, statistical output last night. Um, less than impressive. It felt like even in the early portion of last night's game that the Lakers kind of figured out like, oh yeah, Anthony Davis is unstoppable yeah. for this Blazers team. They, they they really don't have uh, consistent ability to stop him. So just feed him. He was struggling finishing, but it was clear in the early going that he was going to be able to have his way. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so uh, this, I don't understand why LeBron continues to be the the target of so much scorn i i can i mean the good great basketball player and then also great human being as well i'm not sure exactly why people continue to to target him in that way but in the meantime anthony davis is uh there's just no answer for him and it was jarring though because it felt like watching I, I know you want to talk about the sounds that are coming in. Yes. I think it has something to do with that. It felt like, oh, it doesn't feel real. Like this is the stakes aren't there. We keep talking about what the stakes are for ourselves with making our right. best bets there. It feels like the stakes aren't as great as they typically are in the NBA playoffs because of the pumped in crowd noise. There's something jarring yeah, about so watching it. I think me. they figure. I think they worked that in like they want. OK, let's put the crowd. I, I was trying to figure out who the crowd noise is for, because um, the players know that the fans aren't there. Right. You're not going to trick the players. This is not like giving the baby uh, a, a fake set of keys to jingle like the players know the fans aren't there. If I walked into the house, Dave, and I had the kids 
pipe in, um, oh, dad's home. Oh, it's great to see you, dad, because they don't look up from their iPads. I just keep going and walk in and wash my hands and go on with my evening. I wouldn't buy that they were like, right? So who, Charlotte, what is what is going on here? Who Who is this for? So I think it's for the home team. I think what, whoever the, the home yeah. team has been designated as the, you know, the noise is supposed to be for them. But I'm glad you brought that up because I... I really do like the virtual fan. Like I think from a broadcast perspective, it looks it it adds depth to the to the court in a way where other you, you're not quite as aware that you're in an empty gym like visually. Mm-hmm. And and I kind of if you sort of blur your eyes like every once in a while, I forget that maybe they're not real people and like the noise goes with that. But recently, I think it was the first Blazers Lakers game. I was like, does this get annoying? Like, this sounds just like kind of constant and annoying. Like someone piped in yelling yeah. at you, but like it's a little tinny. And I, I, there was one shot, of a close up of Dame and um, they were waiting for a call or like something. There was sort of a lull in play because something was being decided or it was a timeout. And all you could hear was these annoying piped in sounds. Yeah. And I was like, is this getting to you? Like, I think this would make me want to like throw a basketball through the virtual screen. I think I would get really like deeply frustrated and then like be bad at basketball. Yeah. And if only one of us had a, an interview set up with an NBA player coming up, mm. um, that, that would be a, a fantastic question. Well, I was bummed. I, I'm yeah. I'm talking to Mikhail Bridges after this and I was supposed to talk to him before and it got moved. Right. And I really I really wanted to ask him about yeah. the sound. Like, does this drive you crazy? So I'll report back. But yeah, I don't know please yet. do. I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it probably is annoying overall. It's also a little off. I get there. Sometimes they'll they'll you know, they'll align it with what's actually going on. You'll hear the defense chant. But when a referee makes a bad call or there's a a questionable foul, you don't get the oomph of the crowd like, oh, come on. You know, you're not going to get that. Um, It seems like it's all positive, which is nonsensical. You know, like um, maybe we should hear Jack Nicholson hitting on the female referee saying awful things like maybe maybe needs to be more realistic. They could get our help from this. Right, Dave? Yeah, it's I, I can't. I'm with you, too, because I'm not exactly sure. Like, Dame early in the game last night had a couple of great finishes right around the rim, Mm. and there was no reaction to it, and it was it it kind of duped me into, wait, did that count? Why why didn't anybody react to that? Like, oh, yeah, they're the road team. It's a where I'm reacting to the phony pumped-in sounds. It's uh, bottom line is I know they're doing their best. And for the most part, I think it is actually adding something to it. But there are hints of being almost as annoyed as I was when I watched those game, those soccer matches with the Vuvuzelas. Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember those? Remember the Vuvuzela? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was 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 the whole thing. That was the most annoying thing. But this is starting (laughs) to creep in like I wait that. I, I I normally watching football games. You're like, wait, are there any flags now? I'm kind of like, wait, that counted, right? Oh, that counted. Okay, yeah. okay. They're the road team. That's why there's no reaction. Yeah, I know. I think I'm I'm almost used to the cardboard cutouts and MLB stadiums, the NBA thing. I'm I'm still I'm still I'm very very interested to hear what the players think. Uh, yeah, please report back to us with that, Charlotte. Uh, I got you. Speaking of Charlotte, Charlotte went number three in the um, NBA draft lottery, which was conducted last night before the Lakers-Portland game. Um, what does it mean for you, Charlotte, on a, on a night when the team Charlotte Hornets has a shot to be number one? Are you rooting hard for number one? I mean, because I think if they're drafted number one or they get the number one pick, that's five free comedy tweets for you. 
That's uh, maybe a marriage proposal in there. Who the hell knows what it could be, right? Are you? I like, know. So are I, you pumped about it when it, when it goes down? Thank you. First of all, thank you for seeing my truth. That means a lot. Um, I think I've gotten more mileage out of my name than than most people in the world. Definitely in sports media, because I mean, like, look, I got the I got the Charlotte scarf. Mm -hmm. I've got the Muggsy jersey. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one of those bits where, you know, and it's like uh, Charlotte has a good chance at, at the number one pick here. And I'm like, you know, I'll quote tweet it and be like, I promise not to let you guys down. You know, right. like, and it's a bit that I thought I I annoy myself with it. I'm like, no one <laughs> wants this. Like, no one can possibly want this. This is so deeply annoying at this point. And then people really like it. Like those tweets always do well. Yeah. And they're like, love the bit. And I'm like, how? But OK, I mean, like, you got to right. give the people what they want. So, yeah, I was <laughs> I was hoping um, that Charlotte would do well. I'm always hoping Charlotte's going to do well. See, you? It's like yeah. reflexive. I can't stop it. Can you ask Mikel Bridges, like, uh, crowd noise, is that annoying to you? My tweets about Charlotte, is that annoying? If you had to get rid of one of those, which would, would it be? <laughs> oh, yeah. And he'd be like, sorry, who are you? <laughs> no, are no, we? no. Uh, no, can I just say something about the NBA draft lottery? Yeah. When I, so I guess 2016, 2017, um, you know, I didn't grow up in uh, obsessed with sports in the same way. I feel like I've, I've come a long way in terms of what I know now, but- mm -hmm. I didn't know that the NBA draft lottery was a thing. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that like a bunch of ping pong balls bounce around and then you pick, you pick to see who gets to pick in what order for, and there's a show around it. You're watching someone pick yeah. out ping pong balls to figure out who gets to pick and, and like, what are we doing? And my coworkers at the time were like, when you put it that way, it's actually uh, a little bizarre. So I just every time it comes up, I think it's the funniest thing in the world. I'm like, OK, this is this is a real the real pageantry of sports. It still is. Yeah. Slippery slope there, Charlotte. If we start poking holes and if we need the ping pong balls, we'll very quickly get to do we need the more sizable orange ball with the guys putting, you know, like it's a, a, nah. a dangerous game I to know. start playing. <laughs> but I will say among sporting events that aren't, that involve no actual sports, I think that the draft lottery is way up there. I think the number one sporting event that involves no actual sports is, correct me if I'm wrong here, weigh in uh, Sal and Charlotte. I'm going to give the win to the NFL draft. The second spot, I think, is going to go to Selection Sunday um, on March Madness oh, right. when your teams lay okay. out. That gets the place and show is the NBA draft lottery, although the 2020 incarnation was not as spellbinding as uh, as past iterations. I don't think it could be. I think that you have it ranked correctly. I think uh, NFL draft and Selection Sunday may have switched over the past decade. or I think, I don't know. As a kid, I really? remember Selection Sunday being more exciting mm. than, uh, I don't know. I think they did a better job with Selection Sunday. They used to show, now they have like the camera on one school. First of all, the delay is miserable. So they'll announce that the team made it and, uh, you know, Coppin State is in. And then like nine seconds later, you'll see the, the players go crazy. But I like, you know, I'm the cynic in me. I like the team that's ousted and they're just sitting there with their heads in their hands. And I want to see that. I think they did away with that. So. 
Um, but but yes, we still see the poor Jet fan screaming at the top of his lungs for a pick. Uh, and I think that is overblown too. I, I wanted to talk about that. What do we think about fans who are tweeting about the Knicks dropping a couple spots? Oh, typical Knicks. I, I think it's a lot of wasted energy, especially in this draft. You got this Edwards kids from Georgia. Okay, he's a fine player, it seems like. The Memphis kid, we didn't even get to see play at all because he dropped out after the first game. And uh, we have to trust that LaMelo Ball is, um, you know, we played overseas and it's going to stack up competition-wise. But so, I don't know. A lot of wasted energy, I feel. I don't think it... I think people just need something to yeah. care about and be mad about constantly in sports. And I think, I think it's, I think, you know, I think why people like the uh, NBA draft lottery is because it's so easy to dunk on teams that are already clueless. You know, mm -hmm. it just provides you with a lot of material to be like, Oh, the Knicks again. And it's like, well, it was a ping pong ball, but like, right. sure. You know, like <laughs> it, I think it just, it provides people um, with the fodder they need to get their jokes off about their, NBA team is my take. Yeah. Perhaps the finest example of 21st century self-awareness when there's a camera pointed at you. That's what these fans now do. They're now performing for it. If I say to my little boy Hoover, um, I love to talk to him about like, hey, Batman and Iron Man get into a fight. Who would win that fight? His organic breakdown is hysterical to me, but as soon as I pull out the cell phone to record his answer to that, he starts dancing for the camera. He starts performing, right, right, right. and his answer isn't the same. Same thing. Jets fans now know that their ancestors were caught organically vexed by whatever draft pick was just made. <laughs> now, they're, now they're doing a show, and it's not <clears throat> nearly as much fun. Right, exactly. And Knicks fans, I think, are still paying for the Patrick Ewing screw job of the draft. And what was that, 85, Dave? 84, 85, 84. right? 84. Uh, I think so. Did I get that wrong? You're older than us, Charlotte. We'll just take your word for it. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> no, it's 85 because 85. it's 85 because then then they play no because Akeem right. in 84 and then. Uh, there anyway, you go. Yes. Yeah, 85. I was just testing you guys. When Ewing. I, was, I just wanted to see how much you actually knew. Charlotte got us again. But the point is, I think the Knicks have not moved up in the draft via the ping pong ball since then. Someone said that. It might have been an exaggeration because fans are crazy. Uh, <laughs> also crazy, Russell Westbrook's outfit. Have we seen this? Um, yeah. This is unbelievable. He shows up. He's injured. He's sitting out the series. It doesn't seem to matter too much. Houston's just doing their thing. 63 is a game. If they hit 20, they're good. They're in it next couple, in few minutes left in the game. Westbrook comes out there. We'll pull the picture up here. He has an Iron Maiden sleeveless shirt. He's got Nikes. He's got so much. I mean, no one goes from Orville Redenbacher to Stoner Metalhead better than Russ Westbrook. Really, it's like it's like spirit day at school. Like, yeah, just put it all together, right? This is this is I need you guys to be a little careful here because this is he's just dressed the way I dress like <laughs> this is just a, a casual outfit like I think in the in the video I made when I said I was going to Fox Sports I'm wearing a Motley Crue shirt and a fanny pack and like mm -hmm. you can't see him but the Nikes are there. like this is my yeah. ideal aesthetic I think he looks phenomenal was there a bandana too because i'm a big bandana guy now so he had a hat on i think a hat, a, okay well you know like some, yeah anyway i think he looks i think he looks fantastic because he looks like me <laughs> <laughs> wow all right <laughs> all right if the uniform good. and 
Hold on. The uniform and weigh yes. in. We, well, we, I think we I, have. I, uh, we, I think we have lead-in music for the uniform. Dave Damashek. Oh. The uniform. Dave Damashek. The uniform. Wow. I mean, it's easy to memorize the words. I like that about it. Um, <laughs> but we have a few options. We'll we'll throw them out uh, as the weeks go on. But what do you how say you, Dave Damashek, uniformant? <laughs> well, um, I, I, I first of all, I'm, uh, you know, I'm. Uh, blown away by the work there of the one man house band Dick Banks, but um, right. I, I I don't care for you know in a vacuum. I like things ironically. You know, I go on and on about Roadhouse with our pal uh, Adam Carolla. You know, we love mm-hmm. to review you know things and and laugh at them ironically. Teen Wolf, Karate Kid, and and Red Dawn, and the list goes on and on. I feel like Russell Westbrook, and dare I say Charlotte Wilder. Mm. are starting to wear some stuff that they're enjoying ironically. Like, have you ever heard an Iron Maiden song, Charlotte Wilder? Oh, now, yeah. for oh, the record, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not an Iron Maiden guy, but I feel like we're starting to creep in on this and I'm starting to feel for my generation vaguely offended. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I can hear that. Although I, I think what I mostly listen to, I, I'm just, I'm a dad. Like, I don't know how, how much I can drive home to you that like, I would have, I would have thrived as a 40 year old in like the eighties and nineties, but here I am. So I, things that might seem ironic are very earnest, Dave. Interesting. Well, you've offended the uniformant. I don't know how this is going to work out. I'm sorry. I would apologize, but I think that we've made it very clear that Dave and I are going to be at odds when it comes to sartorial sports matters. Yeah, exactly. I know Charlotte (laughs) is really she's emerging sort of as the Luke Skywalker of sartorial matters here. You know, like she thinks uh, I don't I don't know exactly what you're going for. I don't know if you think you're the rebel alliance attacking the evil (laughs) empire named named Damashek. The way I consider it, though, just for the record, I I, I, full disclosure, no jive, Charlotte. Mm. I no jive. I, I understand. I am the Academy Awards. The gold standard for for certain matters. You understand? You are the you are, you are the blockbuster awards. Go ahead, share your opinion. See who cares. You know. Good luck. <laughs> okay. Okay. Look, I just think that any good podcast needs a little bit of really good narrative tension, and I think we're building it. So That's I just want to say you're welcome to all of our listeners, and I'm sorry to Sal, who's the one who has to deal with it. No, it's all right. I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind uh, officiating this. And also, the Blockbuster Awards are fun. People like the Blockbuster Awards, so don't take that. <laughs> Blockbuster is uh, doing like really well as a business. Yeah, so of course. Maybe check yourself, Dave. <laughs> you get the, you get the movie theater candy there. You wait in line. Of course, how could that? Just, feel? just line up an interview with Russell Westbrook at okay. the your earliest occasion and ask him his fi- favorite Iron Maiden song. And we'll go from okay. there. Cause I think that will prove my point that he he's that's ironic stuff. He's doing there. Challenge now, accepted. Damashek. Listen, one thing there's no way the three of us will disagree on. And I know I already have Charlotte, in my corner here, the Jimmy Butler Michelob ultra ad. Have you seen this thing? This is just terrific. So he's, um, he's in his house. He's packing to leave for the bubble. And he can't do it without singing Hall and Oates. You make my dreams come true. And he is on it. 
He nails it and it's a feel good minute. And I think I've watched it like 75 times. And then uh, Charlotte tweeted about it. I was like, yeah, this is great. And I don't know why. I, first of all, two things. Do we like when hip basketball players or hip athletes do, you know, white guy dad things? Is that, is that, I don't know, maybe that resonates better with him. I'm like, oh my God, this is so much fun that he likes this. Second thing, did he like the song to begin with? Or did Michelob come to him and say, hey, you have to sing this poppy 80s song. Here's a choice of five or give us one that you like. What do you think, Charlotte? How did they approach Jimmy Butler with this? I think that they probably came to him with the vision. I mean, when, mm. you know, ad agencies and and uh, the client like usually know what they want and have it pretty scripted and are and go through like who would be the funniest guy to do this? You know, if the if the conceit is a pop 80s song or whatever, like mm -hmm. who would be the funniest, but also kind of endearing athlete to do this. And I think Jimmy Butler was a perfect choice. Um, perfect. And so they probably, you know, maybe they already had the rights to the song or something or who knows. But yeah, I do think that part of it is because it is such a feel good song. And it's so funny that it's for Michelob Ultra. And yeah, I think yeah. it was very self-aware of Michelob Ultra to be like, we got to get Jimmy Butler to do this because it makes they're not trying to be cool about it. They're trying to be funny and in on the joke. So I think right. that's why it works so well. Well, let's see. Dave's the one who has a problem with people who are trying to be too cool or too funny. So I, what do you think? This feeds into a 20 year long discussion um, vexing for for Dave. Wait, it's um, going to take 20 years or it's it's been going 20 years? <laughs> Both, okay. both, friend. Right. Okay, you All got right. in your shot. Congratulations! Right. Okay. Look, Charlotte's laughing and everything, Sorry. so it's terrific. Thanks. Sal has okay. alleged, and it's a and it's a complete absurdity. Sal has alleged that I listen to music oh, to make to seem yeah. cool because yeah. Sal yeah. likes Huey Lewis in the news, and he's unironic in his enjoyment of that. Now, to be see. There's a yeah. side there's a side discussion to be had Huey Lewis in the news versus Hall and Oates similar vibe which one do you ultimately want to listen to we don't need to do that right now I listen the one thing I'll concede <laughs> is Hall and Oates there is I don't listen I've never listened to music the idea that I would listen to the band Pavement what? or Built to Spill yeah. to impress <gasps> Sal or even weirder myself. Like what's the, what, what dark psychology is Sal insinuating about me that I listen to music because yeah. it's like, I don't know even what you call it, like alternative radio or college bands or whatever that I'm listening to those to self impress. Like what I'm, I'm driving in the car and I look at myself yeah. in the rear view mirror yeah. periodically and go like, Hey fella, you got it. Yes. Like, yes. you know, no, that's not true at all. That's not, that's, that's absurd. You're being there are precious. people like that. You know there are people like that. You're being precious. As soon as a band gets out of their garage, you don't want to hear from them anymore. Dave used That's to like the White Stripes, a band called the White Stripes. And then some of our friends started liking the White Stripes and he abandoned them. He's like, nope, never That's do, never listen to them again. That was it. Fair, fair, double fair. That's not true at all. That's a, an unfair charge. Now, the one allowance I will provide is, Are we ever getting back to Jimmy Butler? Is, All right, that, is that is that is that Hall and Oates? Maybe I here's what I am guilty of. You know, no jive. You know, and like uh -huh. and, and and like the late great Jerry Orbach says at the end of Dirty Dancing, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe I turn my nose up at Hall and Oates and Huey Lewis in the news a little bit too much. Maybe How I rejected you. some nice music in favor of uh, having, uh, you know, to, to convince myself I'm cool. So that part is true. I don't, but I never, but the music I choose to listen to isn't music that I don't like, but I'm listening to it anyway. To Sometimes, seem cool to myself. not How, all of it. Never, How, never once. I am stuck on a fundamental aspect of your argument. How can you not like Huey Lewis Thank and the you. news oh, and Hall and Oates? Because there what was baggage back in the day. Charlotte, I, uh, naive young Charlotte. Yes, of course. Now you can listen to him clean, but it had a stink on it. It was nerdy and everything no, else to listen didn't. to. It oh, did. Dude, what are you talking about? Power of love. Now it's that, cool. What, what are you talking oh, about? Oh, back now, to the future. On a thin line? Come on. All right, Charlotte just got a raise. It only took like two and a half weeks, but she has <laughs> managed. I don't even know if she's putting one uh, putting one over on me. But the good uh, news is the no. good news is we're all agreeing now that I that we I are. Think, well, we're doing yes, a lot of screaming Sarah, for someone who's Sarah, agreeing. Sarah smiles. I mean, that's a great song. I've now come right. around. Okay, so Hall and Oates and Huey Lewis have had some stinkers once they had reached the peak of music uh, stardom. But you go back and you listen to some of their songs. I'm like, you know what? This is dynamite, unironically. Find me another band who has as good an album called Sports as Huey Lewis and the News. For that reason alone, we should embrace them as our our favorite. They're our podcast theme band now. You did that to yourself, Dave. All right, right, we get it, Charlie. You have a sound (laughs) over the moon with how impressed he is with you. Whatever. Over the moon. <laughs> just just being myself. <laughs> you love Huey Lewis Listen, so much, marry him. The both of you. Back to Jimmy Butler, though. I want to make a case for this guy. He's a delight. You talk about people don't like LeBron or whatever. I think this guy's just having fun at everything he does, Charlotte. Right now, why? It's hard for me to say, why isn't he a bigger deal? He would thrive in a bigger city because he's played in Chicago. He's played in Miami. I don't know that I should feel so bad for a guy who you know signed his last contract for... I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars, but where would he have to land? And Charlotte, you, we, this isn't his first venture into cool 80s music. Actually, it wasn't 80s music. We've got a thousand miles, right? There's that one video. When was that? From a couple of years ago? I think that was a 20. Was that the 2016 Olympics? It was 1984 or 85. No, no, <laughs> that's something different. Yeah. Uh, no, yes, I think when that he was the and, Olympic uh, team. Yep. Who, who was he? He was singing with... Um, he was singing A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Yeah. Phenomenal song. It's fun. With, I, I can't remember who he was singing it with. DeMar DeRozan, maybe? DeMar, yeah, De, yeah. I think it was DeMar DeRozan and, and Carmelo Anthony just could mm-hmm. not have been more annoyed. And that's where, yeah. oh, it was Kyrie. Kyrie. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. And that's where Mello is on yeah. the plane just being like, you got to be kidding me. He was right. like, I'm too old for this. I loved it. Yeah, and he was fun or, or too young for this. I don't know what he was trying to say, but yeah, uh, I, I love this Jimmy Butler. Dave, why? I get it. He doesn't average 29, 30 points a game. He's right in the 23, 24 range, but why isn't Jimmy Butler a bigger deal? He should be the face of the NBA. I agree with you. I mean, I'll sign off on anybody who seems to be enjoying themselves doing something that uh, right. that the rest of us would, uh, would give just about anything to be able to do and be in that mm-hmm. position. So good on him, but maybe it's, uh, you know, to, to try to answer that question legitimately, uh, maybe he just has moved around too much. He doesn't, you, you don't identify him with any team brand and mm-hmm. he's not, you know, I, I guess he's not Michael Jordan handsome. Um, and he's not, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler, maybe it has something to do with the name. I've said 
to there. There are a couple of guys. There are only like five human beings that have late night TV shows on the planet Earth right now. Yeah. And two of them happen to be named Jimmy. And I At think least. there's something yeah. I think that I've said to one of those two guys, I've said, I think that you have survived the teen years and didn't get seduced by the need to feel more grown up and go with Jim. I think the fact that you're an adult named Jimmy is the reason on some level you wound up this. uh, The people associate you with a sort of a breezy way because you're Jimmy, but you're a grown up, you know, it's the same. But that's working against that's working against Jimmy Butler. You think he doesn't look like a Jimmy Butler to me. Well, do you remember last year when he was on the Sixers and Brett Brown said that wasn't Jimmy out there? That was James. And Jimmy was like, my name isn't James. Oh, my name is Jimmy. My name is Jimmy Butler. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Maybe he should do Eminem. My name is, and and uh, that'll be the third. That'll hit the trilogy. That'll be really there nice. I don't know. Is Jimmy yeah, Butler like- a less marketable name than Michael Jordan? Just the name. I think it's fine. I don't know. I think he should. He should be a superstar beyond stars. Charlotte and I enjoy him. I love him. I I love him. I'm with you 100. percent right. I just think they're like we're emerging now into this thing of LeBron. And there's Kobe there, you know, and mm-hmm. Dame and so on. Like Jimmy Butler, like, yeah, you know, he's a butler. You know, I gotcha. The- I gotcha. Yeah, there is something with that. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to watch this over and over. Maybe I won't watch wet uh, Russ Westbrook as much with the Iron Maiden. Maybe he pulls out Metallica. Who knows what he has in store for us? But Jimmy Butler, God bless you. That's so much fun. Uh, <laughs> we need to laugh and enjoy ourselves in these times. Friday night, Denver minus one and a half over Utah over under 218. Boston minus five over Philly over under 216. Clips minus five over Dallas 232, the over under. Uh, Charlotte, real quick, you're happy with your Celtics. They feel, I feel like there's a lot of mismatches with the Sixers. Sixers got off to a lead and just they got stomped out. I mean, Embiid looked like he was going to go for 35 in the, after midway through the first quarter. And nope, didn't happen. Yeah. No, I feel, I feel really good about the Celtics. Um, I, even with Hayward out, um, I mean, I said this last time, I think that, I think that they are just gelling. I think they figured out how to shut down, um, Embiid, how to shut down the guys they need to. And, um, there's a confidence there. And, and that's something that I think in sports is, is sort of the intangible factor where you've got a team of, of guys who are really sure that they can do this. And that's the vibe I get from them that they're playing with. They're waiting for someone to tell them. No, they're waiting for someone hmm. to try to stop them. And I don't right. think they're going to let that happen. Maybe Dave will try to stop him. He seems like he tries to stop a lot of fun that goes on <laughs> in these parts. <laughs> they're waiting well, for you. No, I mean, listen, a, a, a recurring theme here seems to be that uh, on this program the last uh, few weeks is we want some sense of normalcy here. We also right. want the fun, but we want normalcy. And if it feels like a crapshoot, it's not going to be satisfying. The Celtics indicate some normalcy, as have the Bruins now and the Flyers, presumably now emerging now, the Capitals and and Colorado. otherwise. But yep. but. Um, I, I think that, yes, I'm I, bottom line. Yes. I think that uh, the Celtics I, uh, are the cream of the crop and Giannis and company included out of the East. And I'll stand by um, my Celts pick to, to come out of the East and face the Lakers. All right, there you go. And uh, we'll maybe revisiting those games a little later in the uh, episode as um, the three of us will be making our best bets. Now pivoting to NFL. 
Um, there's a lot going on here. Someone bet a lot of money. I'm not going to say where they bet this because it's going to be a competitor of someone we're signing up with, but they bet a lot of money on the Bengals to get the number one seed, $5,000. If the Bengals are to get the number one seed in the AFC, they win $1.2 million. Now, this seems a tiny bit excessive, especially, Dave, I was thinking you could get 30 to one to win the division. Obviously, you have to win the division to get the number one seed, but this two and 14 team to win the division would have to go at least 10 and six, 11 and five. That seems like a tall enough order. They'll have to go 12 or third, 12 and four, or 13 and three to nab that one seed. What do you think? Is this uh, just wasted money? Yeah, it's a, it's an attention seeking uh, deed, mm-hmm. obviously, because is there a team less likely to win its division. Uh, Talk about recurring themes. I always say at this time on the calendar, it's harder to identify the team that will definitely stink versus definitely be playoff Mm -hmm. um, in playoff contention come late December. Um, But the Bengals seem like as long a shot to win its division as any team out there right now. Right. I mean, yeah, between the, 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 the Ravens with what they did last year, the Browns tracking, it would seem in the right direction. And the Steelers with Roethlisberger, by all accounts, looking good in practice. I mean, the Bengals, I don't care what they do. They're not going to win the division for goodness sake. Right. Obviously the number one seed. I mean, come on. Well, now San Francisco went from four and 12 to 13 and three. So I guess that's what somebody's thinking here. So from 18 to 19. Um, I think they're, I think yeah. they're thinking Joe, they're thinking Joe Burrow. They mm-hmm. think, I mean, I actually, as far as crazy bets go, I think you're right. I think it probably is attention seeking, but as I've listened to you both talk about it, I'm like kind of talked myself into it being <laughs> a possibility because everything is so unpredictable this year. You never know who's going to like, what if Lamar gets COVID? I mean, God forbid he doesn't, but like, I think that there are enough sure. sort of mitigating factors here where I could see like, what if Joe, what if Joe Burrow comes in and he is just on fire? Like, I actually think there is there. Like I might, I might be reckless and, wow. and do that if I had, if I felt cool about probably losing a lot of money because it would be very satisfying if, if you were correct. Yeah. We have to get you to a point where you're cool about losing a lot of money. I think it's going to take, it's going to take a couple of weeks, but uh, we're, we're gaining momentum here in that okay, department. Okay, great. Let me, let, may I just say, mm-hmm. I, I am not just a curmudgeon who is shooting down these, uh, these come out of nowhere stories like the Cincinnati Bengals. It happens consistently in the NFL. Um, but for the record, a year ago, I said that the San Francisco 49ers at a time, no one else was saying this. I said mm-hmm. they would win that division. And people said, what? You have the Rams. Mm-hmm. The Rams were just in the Super Bowl and Russell Wilson Seahawks. And I said, mm-hmm. and, oh, look out for the Cardinals this year. Yeah. I, I said that the Niners would win it. I'm telling you now, they the Bengals. Did. Do 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 not have any chance. I mean, the circumstances uh, impact that whether or not a team can. That division does not allow for the Bengals. They might be good. They might they might uh, in year two start to show something now in the new regime. But they're not going to win the division past the Ravens, Steelers, yep. and Browns. Come on, I know, I'm, I know, I know. You're right. You're right. It just it, don't back down, Charlotte. If that's what you no, think, no, I'm saying just go like logically, logically, yeah. Dave is making a lot of sense, and anyone who is not emotionally unstable the way I am would be like, yes, absolutely. But because I have, I have a 
you know, we're a little bit off the deep end right now. I think that I I'm telling myself. So you're saying there's a chance when it comes to when it comes to the Bengals. Well, the the one thing I'll say is the Bengals offensive line was they had many down, downfalls. That was a number one, I think, with a bullet. And then they improved on it a little bit. But that's hard to turn around in a year for sure. Oh, yeah, I, no. Joe Joe's going to get sacked like yeah. a million times. There's a lot going on. And I will back Dave up. He was the first one on San Francisco. San Francisco is going to be great. But then the 49ers did a bad thing. They recorded an album that went to the charts and Dave abandoned them immediately. So um, <laughs> it's, it's going to happen. Jimmy G, happen. Jimmy G is main, uh, legitimately, Jimmy G is mainstream now. And I right. love him. He's a, he's, a, he's a delightful human being and a handsome devil. Although in this reporter's opinion, not not as handsome as Tom Brady, but um, wow. anyhow, he th- th- this is not a workable plan if you're the 49ers, and I dare say that Kyle Shanahan is aware of this, that the long-term prospects, as loaded as that Niners team seems to be, the weak link is probably at QB. Not weak link, but is he good enough to elevate the team mm. to another division title this year? I'm going to say no. Not that you even ask, but, uh, but that's my first pick of oh, the year. Like- the Niners are not winning the West this year. Wow. So you you like Jimmy Garoppolo? Name three of his songs. <laughs> yeah. Before you put the T-shirt on and wave it above your head, Dave. Come on. I did ask Jimmy G and Tom Brady who was more handsome between the two of them, and both of them refused to answer. So I took the question to Gronk, and he said Tom Brady. So Gronk and I parked <laughs> really? in the same garage. Yeah. Gronk's that is like- <laughs> truly the most on-brand thing I've ever heard from eat from the three of them. Gronk's like, I've never heard of either of them. Sorry. Next question. Uh, All right. But we could talk about the Niners and teams like that that are expected the Chiefs to be there in the end. But we thought we'd take this opportunity um, honoring this long shot bet to pull out some of our favorite Super Bowl matchups that are not on anyone's radar. Uh, I'm going to go first and I'm going to take your your Steelers, Dave, with the Falcons. I'm going to pair them in the Super Bowl. At 500 to one. And by the way, I think Charlotte is right with COVID and everything. And you may have forfeits left and right. You're going to see one, maybe two, maybe three weird teams in the uh, in the playoffs. Also, they added an extra team. So you could be eight and eight. And Mike Tomlin Steelers have never been under eight and eight. So I think they're a playoff team. You have to be excited about Chase Claypool. You have to be excited about getting Big Ben back 5,100 yards a couple of years ago. You have to be excited about the fact that they have the second easiest schedule in the NFL Steelers against the Falcons. I get it. Tom Brady's in the division now, but I like that offense. They have a chance to be the only offense with all starters being first round picks. That may not be as big a deal as it sounds, but it's impressive to me. Todd Gurley, 35 uh, touchdowns from scrimmage in the last two years. I think this is a long shot, but I think it also could happen. 500 to one, Dave, Steelers and Falcons. I really like the Falcons pick there. Um, I think that um, that very quietly, I, I just to look at the most important position, people love to disparage number two there, who, by the way, weird choice for a quarterback. I asked Matt Ryan, why number two of all the numbers in the world? Mm. He said, because I grew up a big Tim Couch fan and I laughed thinking Mm. he was kidding, but he was not kidding. Did he really? Um, Wow. Yeah, he did. And I said, how many human beings can rightly say that their idol, that they're better at a sport than their idol was? And Matt Ryan is that. He's exceeded the deeds of Tim Couch. And how? And by the way, 28 to three, I know one play Uh. or two don't happen there. 
we all agree universally Matt Ryan is on his way to the Hall of Fame. It's just a matter of him rounding out his career. He is good enough to win games by himself. They are loaded at the receiver spot. I think the defense, there's an ebb and a flow to these things. Dan Quinn was the hot ticket item a few years ago. Then it was he needs to get fired. He's endured. I think he's back. I like where that defense is with Keanu Neal coming back and presumably Wright, who is a difference maker defensively along with uh, the rest of the pieces that they've added there. I like like the Falcons pick a lot. I love the Steelers. That division just happens to be brutal. And the Chiefs and uh, the Colts are also on that AFC side. So it's hard to make much of a case for the Steelers. Um, but obviously, I'm excited about it. And I think that's as fascinating a, a, a long shot as you've just thrown out there. Charlotte, you go while I try to settle on uh, on my best wow. one here. I'm trying to think. of <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um Mine is speaking of the Bengals, it's Saints Bengals at 551 <laughs> odds. Because if <laughs> I truly, because like, hear me out. If, um, you know, I know we got the Ravens, I know we got the Steelers, I know we have the Browns. Like, I know there are all these teams that could very well stop Cincinnati. And I don't even, I have historically not liked Cincinnati at all, but. I love Joe Burrow. I think that maybe he could be, I mean, yeah, sure. They don't really have an offensive line, whatever. I think he could be the breath of fresh air that comes in and just like, what if he and Zach Taylor just like really hit it off? Who knows? I feel like that is a just barely plausible scenario. And it would be so wild to watch Louisiana have to figure out what to do about a breeze Joe Burrow Super Bowl. Oh, yeah matchup wow so i think that would be very interesting it will it happen probably not but if it does i'm gonna gloat so hard that would be look who's deflecting sal no louisiana has a tough Uh, (laughs) emotional call i think the people up in new england have the tough call to make there right right. well i'm just saying that would wouldn't that be fascinating if you have if you had to watch saints fans be like "Uh oh like there would be Obviously, they would back Breeze. Obviously, they would back the Saints. But there would be a moment of like real existential crisis, I think, if that yeah. happened. Yeah. And also, what what would be more 2020 than Joe Burrow leading his Bengals, the pitiful Bengals, to the Super Bowl against Drew Breeze, who just apologizes every single time he opens his mouth yeah. uh, from from March <laughs> to, uh, to February. Charlotte, I have good news for you. What? It's not 550 to one. It's 5,500 to one. Wow. So you are okay. going to be very, very rich. I can't this- wait. I also can't wait how to learn to read numbers. That should be <laughs> exciting. No, it's good. It, but by the way, d- just, you, you know, your uh, naivety led to imagine you, you cash that ticket like, oh, my God, I thought I was getting 55,000. Uh, now I'm getting 550,000. Now I have to do 000. it. It's now nice I have surprise. to put money on this. I think you kind of have to. All I right. have to. Okay. Good. Well, maybe someday you can teach me how and then we'll be <laughs> off to the races. All right. Good. All right, Dave. You've had time to I, think about I, it. I, I think I think the long shot aspect of this, it, the little bit of a pseudo cheat is that the Chiefs are a prohibitive favorite to get out of the yeah, AFC side. And then right them. behind right. then right behind them are the Ravens. So anybody right. other than those two teams gives you um, a long shot there. So I'm gonna go with Right here and now, I like the Colts getting there. I think that Phil Rivers stands as perhaps the X factor of the AFC, and I know Cam Newton has arrived to replace um, the uh, how many Super Bowls did Tom Brady win? Um, I'm, I don't remember, but uh, I'm talking only about legit- one. One legit. It was only legitimately. One legit. Legitimately, yeah. oh, we're talking on. about Charlotte. Oh, we're not talking on. about the, that's the, that's the, the hand right that we count that this. 
this hand one yeah. get out of here no that's that's not the finger i was thinking of sal but anyhow right. um yes i will take the colts and the a the nfc side to me now feels like the crap shoot i love the i love the idea of the falcons there i do think they bounce back if the saints are the favorite to come out of the NFC, given what Drew Brees specifically has done. I mean, I know that the team has kind of uh, disappointed and they got screwed two years ago and and, and everything mm-hmm. else. But if that's your favorite out of the NFC side, it really does feel like a crapshoot. And I hate to jump on the bandwagon with you there, Sal, but I really do like number two in company really? in, in 2020. I really, I, I really do kind of like the Falcons uh, uh, among... Um, a, a, a small handful of other teams, and you know, I mean, what the best thing would be? I mean, come on, let's uh, let, number one versus uh, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl would be the juiciest. Yeah, that's of stuff. the best. And 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 of course, for the old people, Cowboys versus Steelers is always uh, would always make for a classic. But Dak versus seven. Who did you go with? All right, so there we go. It's the same thing, Sal. I'll I'll stick by the terrible, terribly outfitted Atlanta Falcons, the new look, ugly uniformed Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons against the classic looking uh, Indianapolis Colts. Um, and it's 500 to one, same as uh, Falcon Steelers, as you forecasted. We are going to be so rich. I mean, one of those three has to come to fruition, right? Just by, uh, <laughs> there's thousands of competition. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure oh. someone's getting paid. Um, uh-huh. I want to talk about fantasy football. Where are we? August 21st. Uh, Charlotte, you play, right? You're Terribly. In. You do, but you're in a league. So, are you in a snake currently, league? Oh, you're not in a league. Okay, we're going to get I don't think in I'm league. in a league currently. I, oh. I've, I have been so bad mm-hmm. at remembering to set my lineups in the past that I've come in last every yeah. single time. May, I mean, if you guys want to, <laughs> you know, invite me to one, I will try harder, but... Um, Charlotte, not only, does, not only does Charlotte forget to, to, uh, check her lineup, but she also forgot if she's in a league altogether. So that's interesting. Yeah. I don't even think I'm in, <laughs> I don't think I'm in one. Yeah. <laughs> Although I didn't in, in college, I, I didn't know that I was in a secret sorority. So that, that also, oh, wow. you know, yeah, <laughs> I'm just clueless. I'm just moving through the world and people are like, Hey, you're in this right. club. And I'm like, fantastic. You know, this is a podcast, lineup. right? Not just a zoom <laughs> call. <laughs> what? Are we yeah. recording this? People might actually listen to it. But oh, anyway, no. so normally, I don't know. I'm in a, I'm in a bunch of leagues and I'm in with Dave and we discussed it. He's the champ. He gets to kick somebody out at our draft if we have a draft, but I've been going back and forth with a few of the um, league members. If it's as a, is it worth it to even have it? So on one hand, we are a dysfunctional group. We don't wait two weeks before the first person is making fun of or throwing darts at another's career, failed career, or brings the family into it, a dead relative. I'm telling you, it gets really bad oh and really stupid. Um, and so a COVID year does not jive well, jive well with um, what's going on. Like, you know, if there's a forfeit and we have to handle it scoring wise, we're definitely going to do it wrong. There's definitely going to be name calling. It's going to be awful. And uh, by the same token, there's no way we can't do it. Right. So we I was going to gonna say, how hard is that even an option? Like, I would think that people. Yeah. You, your brains would explode if you didn't have the league. If there's NFL football going on, no matter how bad or weird it is, like you're going to have a league. Right. So we, it's a little trickier for ours because we don't do a snake draft. A snake is when you draft and then the right. next one goes, it's one through 10 and then 10 drafts twice and you go back. You could do those online. What we do is an auction 
draft. Now I've seen those online also, but it seems like nobody has the, everyone's modem is different or something. So there's a, there, that's going to be a problem off the bat timing wise, a snake draft. Someone could be off 20 could seconds. Could you do a snake really draft matter. for this year? That is one option. We do a snake draft for this year. Another option is we, we congregate in the Kimmel parking lot, all spread out and we do the auction and just scream numbers at each other in the <laughs> oh, outdoors. I love that. And then that feels they, right. And then, yeah, I think that might be what we want to do. Um, also, when Dave kicks somebody out, it's a shorter walk to their car. You're right yeah. there. You could just uh, get in and drive away. Um, but this thing goes till midnight, <laughs> one in the morning. If we're screaming about, you know, uh, we're tr- uh, Ezekiel Elliott at, at one in the morning for $58 or whatever, I don't know. The, the neighbors might get restless. I'm hearing noise ordinances are a big thing at town hall meetings. But what do you think, Dave? Well, I did. I didn't know about all this, uh, you know, backroom talk about a full cancellation of the season as yeah. the reigning champion. I would have thought I'd be involved in that. I love dismissing a league member on bullhorn. I, I mean, that 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 in the parking lot excites me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Simmons, you can get in your car, go home because you're out of the league. Um, I want to be out, though. I don't want to be in the league. <laughs> Please kick me out. I hate fantasy football. So speaking of Jedi stuff, Charlotte, this is yeah. what Simmons does. He he thinks he is Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> in the land cruiser pulling up to the stormtroopers. Like, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Like, I want to be out of this league. Please kick me out. And I it's worked. Them, you see? I, I yeah. tricked him. I made him think it won't hurt my feelings if they came out <laughs> like that. I'm not duped by that. And in fact, I'm offended by... The idea, and that's why I want to kick you out, but then other things get in the way, and then I kick other people out. Yeah, then you don't kick them out. Yeah, so You think that that has to do, I don't know what. But anyway, the bottom line is, I mean, we have to have a season, right? What are we talking about? We're not going to have the fantasy season? Now, here's the other thing, and I've gotten feedback from people in the league. They're like, hey, I I heard you guys joking about it on the podcast, but what's with this trophy? Dave's got to get a new trophy. I was like, well, I don't think trophy making is an essential business I'm, I've, I've looked into it. They're, they're not open. There's also no kids sports to make trophies for. So I'll there's make not, you guys it, one. It's not, you'll make it. Yeah. It has like 35 years worth of like etchings of what, who like won the league and well, everything. I, you don't want to do that. I can't do that, but I can make you, <laughs> okay. I can make you. I want you to first figure out if you're in a league. I think that's. A okay. Tall, I'll figure out if I'm in a league order. and then. I'll make you yeah. a new trophy. Yeah. So that uh, so there are some league members who are uh you know wondering about that. How are you gonna make that right? Also, Jimmy Kimmel, who gives me notes, was our first guest on this podcast, gives me notes on this podcast. He gave me a litany of notes. It's like, okay, okay, I'll do this. All right, I won't stammer. Okay, I'll do that. I'll go to Charlotte Moore, I'll go to Dave Moore, I'll do that. Uh and he's like, and also that trophy is ridiculous. You can't let him <laughs> off that easy. That that's no, he's got to do something about that. So what are we doing about this trophy? I feel like this is a threshold issue before we actually get into the drafting and planning on a new uh, fantasy season. I mean, I said I'll make you one. Oh, yeah, that's an easy way out, though, I think, for Dave. I don't know. Okay. Dave, I'll make you one and then you can't have it. (laughs) Okay, that's a good compromise. Who is it? I mean, what an outright. What are all these? uh, Again, I'm (laughs) the... These uh, these top what? floor meetings that are going on between uh, the, the, these uh, these whispered um, they Jimmy Kimmel once was a co-owner 
of the cool cats, spelled with two K, Charlotte. Uh, I know, and, I know, Dave. On the way to glory. Uh, that was okay for him to to ride those coattails, but then he's whispering in your ear, don't you can't let him off the that's that, that, that's who in applesauce. And I, I say fat to that. And look, we don't do it for the hardware. We do it for the glory. That's what uh-huh. lives forever. That's what lives eternally. We need we need a trophy to uh, to make that. Come on. I, I well, mean, grow up. Ever. I, I'll, I, it I'll sounds s- to me like Sal and Jimmy and a lot of other people in the league still have a lot of growing up to do. Well, he was maybe- your partner. And I'll say much like Mitt Romney, maybe he just came to his senses. And now it's like, hey, I know I know I'm, who I'm aligned with. But this trophy takes precedence. I'm sorry. I cut you off, Charlotte. No, I was just going to say, maybe we need to get Jimmy back on here and you guys can hash this out like a, like a couple of adults. We may have to. He may have to change his name to Jim if he's going to be one of the adults. But I guess well, I guess. You're yeah, right. I can't take yeah. him seriously with the Jimmy stuff. So, right. You know. All right. Well, OK, we, I don't think we settled anything there. Um, yeah, that's tough. I, you got we have to figure out this trophy. There are no trophy makers. What am I supposed Charlotte's, to do? What do you Char- want me to Char- do? Charlotte's the last Go of the trophy this- makers. I don't know how we can do this. Yeah, I got a lot of tinfoil. <laughs> okay. All we'll right, I'm going to go steal the Stanley Cup, uh, <laughs> and that will then become our trophy, and it'll be N- the NHL's thing to worry Fine. about, what they're going to do going forward. Good enough. Um, I, sh- I don't know. It's late. Now, do I want to talk about the Mets and COVID? No, feel, they just like have it nice and they're thing. terrible. So I hate it. I hate all this stuff. One thing to say about the Mets having COVID. Do you yeah. remember when Syndergaard had hand, foot and mouth and he yeah. tweeted that picture? Like, can't wait. It was a gift. Can't wait to travel with the team. And he was wearing a hazmat suit. Oh, I right. think he's the reason that that COVID happened. He jinxed it. Like we we all laughed and we thought it was funny. And then interesting. It wow. I wouldn't put it past him. And he's on the d- disabled list as it is. Um of course he is. Yeah, there's that. There's the fact that they hung out with the Marlins, who seem to be the Petri. Day. I mean, it's it's just have the Marlins go away for a while, and I think we can maybe uh, move forward with this season. I was starting to get into the Mets. They're like two and a half games back. They were hitting for most of their pitch. Still don't hit for DeGrom, but they were hitting the ball. Um, I, I don't know. I get it. I get the joke is supposed to be, oh, good. The Mets are better off with COVID. Now they don't have to play, but. It's just depressing to me. It's depressing that if I had known that one positive test, not even for a player, I don't even think they've come out yet, said it's a player or someone in the organization, um, puts a damper on the season, cancels a a series, a weekend series. It just makes me think about football more than anything. Like, what is the number? I want to know what is the number. Is it five players? Is it three players? Or is it just one staff member who, like, tapes ankles once in a while? Is that what... It's going to be enough to cancel a week, which is six games by uh, MLB standards. So, Dave, talk me off the ledge here. Uh, well, great news for you, Sal. I hear word mm. that uh, A-Rod is getting closer and closer to being yeah. the owner of your favorite team. So that's got to make you feel great. They're not, let, they're not going to let that. <laughs> that's what they're, but they okay. Um, I, I, I. I am not a. Uh, I don't uh, maintain a sunny disposition as I go through life, Sal. And uh, I, I, I wish I could be a voice of um, of positivity here. But yeah, I'm with you 100. percent That's exactly what I think about. Well, did you hear zero positive tests in the NFL? This thing's gonna happen, everybody. Are you paying attention to the unbubbled league going on right now, NFL? Right. I. I remain skeptical that uh, things are going to go yeah. off without incident here. I'm, I, hopefully, Charlotte can provide us with some, uh, on, some sunshine. Some Ray sunshine. Of sunshine. Uh, <laughs> sunshine. Yeah. 
I think we are all going to be just fine. There we go. You guys, right. I think, no, I do. I think NFL is going to happen so far. No positive tests. Maybe they can make mini bubbles. They all travel on private planes. They don't hang out with the Marlins. That's the one thing they've got going yeah. for them. I'm optimistic. Yeah. Pick your friends wisely. Stay away from the Marlins. The one thing, yes, the NFL, and I talked to our buddy, Matt Money Smith, and we've seen it on Hard Knocks. These teams are serious about the protocol. They are dead serious. Now, obviously, it takes one idiot to ruin this whole thing, but the fact that they test on Saturdays, I think the players don't go out on Saturday night anyway, so we should be okay if we get nice results Saturday going into the uh, weekend, but who the hell knows? That is the one thing, Dave. Baseball is a two-month traveling non-bubble situation. NFL is many, many months of that, so let's just keep it going. Yeah, I mean, I like where Sean Payton's saying. Sean Payton wants to bubble for the assumed postseason. And yeah, I think it's kind of like what we've been talking about with these NBA and NHL teams as things are starting to, as um, the information comes in that we are a contender, like, yeah, this ain't our year that there's a division there. Maybe as we start to see like, yeah, these teams are the also rands. Are they going to continue to behave themselves when they see we're not tracking to the playoffs? I think that's, Maybe kind of the X factor, the depressing X factor is like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're three and eleven. Like, what? Do we, uh, let's go out. You know, are they going to mm-hmm. continue to toe the line for the rest of the league? All right, let's make some people some money. Let's do it. Best bets, Dave, coming off a big win. I think he had the Bruins given a puck and a half. They won by two goals last weekend. Good job by you, Charlotte. I think had Portland in the play-in game minus like six or seven. Minus came seven. Up, minus seven. They came up just short. I think they had the ball up six late, and then some weird stuff always happens at the end with fouling and stuff. It went in Memphis's favor. She lost. I had. Did I have Cormier? Was that last week? That was miserable. Miserable, mm-hmm. miserable fight. I guess you you just poke people in the eyes now. No one cares. No no referee's gonna stay step in the middle there. But anyway, I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna lament last week. Here we go. Best bets Friday. Dave, start us off. You're the big winner. I am going to continue to ride, or I'm going to build on what you said yesterday about the Bucks um, vanquishing the Magic. There, I'm going to build on that. They're giving twelve and a half mm-hmm. to, to Orlando, and this one is in fake Orlando. So the magic are going to have the magical sounds pumped in, in their favor. (laughs) And yet Giannis and company will survive and how they win by 13 or more and uh, take Milwaukee on Saturday. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The magic actually have a home court advantage, but this is in Orlando. Like I think they are forgetting they're not maybe taking advantage of it. Yeah. Milwaukee looked pretty good. That was a fun cover towards the end. One thing I tweeted about, I'd never seen that. Both sides dribbled the ball out without taking a shot with 48 seconds left and it led to a Milwaukee cover by one point. So uh, that's a screw job uh, for many, many people out there, I'm sure. All right, Charlotte, bounce back. What do you got? I'm going to be I'm going to be real predictable. I'm taking Celtics over Philly um, by five. I think that that's very reasonable. It'll probably be more like by 20. I probably just jinxed it by saying that. But um, I think that's. I'm playing it safe this weekend and uh, going with the home team. All right. I like that. No, there's no home team. Explain to her. It's a bubble. There's no. Oh, your home Sorry, team. Sorry, going with yeah. my home team. <laughs> I think that's a good bet. Um, like I said earlier, there are matchup difficulties all over the place, uh, starting with the head coach, uh, Stevens, reign supreme in that matchup. Ben Simmons is definitely missing 
And you got Embiid, who's always three possessions away from an injury. So, and your stars, <laughs> Brown, Tatum, um, uh, Hayward, not making a difference. I'm sorry. They've learned to play without him. And I think uh, that's another big win. Take the sales out of Philly. A series that I think is much better than I anticipated. Clips minus five over Dallas. I'm going with the Mavericks. I think this could be a close game. The Mavericks could pull out game three. This is going to be a longer series than I thought. That Porzingis screw job was just what the Clippers needed. They turned the ball over, the Mavericks did, 22 times. And then when Porzingis played, I guess he learned how to swear at the refs in Latvian, so they didn't understand them, and they left them in the game. They had nine turnovers in game two. They're a sharpshooting team. You can't say enough about Luka. He's like 70 points in two games, and it's going to be tough. I, I know, know there's nothing better than Kawhi's mid-range jumper when it's hot, but I think five is too many in this very, very even matchup. I'm taking the Mavericks plus five. Charlotte has the Celtics minus five, and Dave going with the Bucks. Minus 12 and a half. I did, I just want to say, Sal, I, I I was thinking about can the Clippers find that middle of um of winning the game? And I I, I just avoided it. But man, I'm with you, man. The, the, there is yeah. no answer for Luca. He's just too physical getting to the rim, like we talked about a couple of days ago, that he's gonna get his points. And with Chris Stops back, that's a that's a rugged, rugged matchup for a it two. It really is. Really rough, really rough for the Clippers. All right, let's hear some plugs. I feel bad for Charlotte. She wants to get out of here and check about uh, Derek Carr oh. and see what's going on with their, their no, relationship. No, 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 no. Uh, I <laughs> the the only thing I care about is hanging out with you guys. You uh, know that. that's sweet. Um, that's very sweet. Plugs. I've had a busy week. Interviewed Bray Wyatt, Stephanie yeah. McMahon. Uh, about to talk to Mikhail Bridges. Going to ask him about the bubble. Um. Bray said some very funny stuff about Derek Carr and about SummerSlam. And Steph was telling me about, um, you know, what she wants to see for women going forward in WWE, which is pretty cool. So mm -hmm. all of that is on uh, Twitter at the Wilder Things. I retweet probably too many of them. But, you know, <laughs> in, in a pandemic, you just got to you got to bring the people content. So it's, it's great stuff. It really is. And thank Dave, you. we're going to lose her soon. I'm going to I'm going to announce it right now. I, I thought what? Eh, that we'd have it like six months and then she'd get famous. Now the WWE is going to gobble her up and that's it. No, gonna, no, no. I am, gonna, I am locked in. I'm locked in. Moving down to the performance center in, in Florida <laughs> no. and, and that's it. That's going to be her life. She's not going to have time for us and figuring out who the hell should buy a trophy for a dumb fantasy league. I'll be in a, I'll be in the bubble in Orlando too. I'll just, that's I'm just, true. Florida is where it's all happening. Oh, right it's now. so good. Freaking Marlins. Uh, Dave, what about you? Did you, who was the, who was Charlotte Wilder and Russell Westbrook talking about Iron Maiden's best albums? Yes. <laughs> next stop, the stars. Um, the, uh, yes, it is gangbusters work track down Charlotte, the Wilder oh, things thanks, on uh, social media. Yeah. Cause really, uh, uh, fun stuff. Um, but with even, uh, starting NFL QBs weighing in on it until Marcus Mariota. Anyway, listen, <laughs> the, um, uh, Dave's of Thunder, good times. Track down that podcast wherever you find your podcast, and it's also on YouTube. Shout out to the old man who made me a sports fan way back yeah. when. He uh, he took a spill uh, a few days ago, but I know he and old Mo Damashek are listening in from uh, Pittsburgh, PA. Shout out there. Yes, Dr. Damashek. We wish you a, a, a full recovery and quick recovery. I listen to Dave's of Thunder. I love, uh, I love both Dave's, by the way, Dave, the other day. And, uh, you managed to make the first 20 minutes on cremation versus burial very entertaining. 
I'm not, that's not, I'm not, that's not, I'm not, that's not a a (laughs) knock. I I liked it. (laughs) It's very, I I haven't listened to that one yet. I'm going to go, I'm going to go listen and weigh in. Well, that's next episode. What are we going to do? What what are you guys going to do? Which routes are you taking? We'll talk about that. Yeah. I'm getting buried in Florida (laughs) one way or another. (laughs) Uh, All right. Yeah. I'm at the cousin Sal. We got this extra points podcast. We have against all odds. Check it out. Rachel Bonetta and I and Carl Tart. We do laugh lines. That was fun this week. And that's that for Friday until Monday. And for Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder, I'm Sal reminding you that even though you may feel like an underdog, please know that you're all my favorites. Good night. (laughs) 